Welcome to Inside New Mexico with Congressman Steve Pierce, now chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico. I am Derek Underhill. Welcome to the program. Congressman, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Derek. We're recording this on Memorial Day, so this day I like millions of others. Americans are remembering those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Memorial Day is for those vets who were killed in combat. Veterans Day, by contrast, is for all veterans. So this is a very special time for us as a nation, and we should just pause among all the backyard barbecues, all the family gatherings, to say thank you to the families and loved ones of those who perished in combat. The duty of our military men and women is to serve. The duty of the rest of the nation is to remember. And so that's what uh, what our family is doing this Memorial Day. And uh, we just wish all the families uh, Godspeed. Where are you celebrating Memorial Day today? I am in New Mexico. We are headed uh, into D.C. tomorrow. We've got national meetings that are going on, and so we'll be up early headed that direction. But today I'm with family here in New Mexico. As it should be on Memorial Day. So you are going to be in Washington uh, tomorrow. I understand our governor of New Mexico has been to Washington. Uh, What's the story? Well, during the campaign, one of the observations I made that it's it's easy to make headlines. All you have to do is uh, protest. You can stand up. And our current governor has a significant history of those protests. But the problem with them is that they're not really governance, and they almost always come back to bite you. So you recall last year that our sitting governor now as a congresswoman protested Trump's position on the wall. Then as governor this year, she pulled the National Guard soldiers off the border saying that Trump is uh, creating a crisis, that there's no real significant problem there. Now, I think in a very good article, Sarah Cowgill with Liberty Nation uh, has classified what our governor is doing there is going to Washington begging for help. So she quotes me in that article. I had an interview with KOAT TV last week in which I said, you know, our, our governor says there's no problem. She says there's no crisis. She's facing just almost a citizen's revolt on many issues. 31 of 33 counties just passed resolutions saying they're not going to enforce the gun ban that she was trying to get passed through the legislature. Now then, at least three counties have said they don't want more illegals being bussed into their counties and turned loose. The people who are coming here illegally are overwhelming the resources of our counties. The state should be putting back the National Guard to help process at these highway checkpoints that have all been closed down in New Mexico. But instead, our governor is there telling the president that he's got to pay for these problems. Well, what needs to happen is that the Democrats in Congress need to work with the president to do this overhaul of the immigration system. It hasn't been touched in 54 years, something like that. And legal immigration definitely needs reform. But in the meantime, we've got to find a way to secure the border. Uh, Some places that's going to be the wall, some places not going to be the wall. But our governor, in just once she made the headlines, she realized that, hey, this this governance problem is is significantly more serious than just making headlines. And now then she's trying to figure out how she can get the federal government to pay for it without still acknowledging that there is a crisis. Our counties are being overwhelmed here in New Mexico. So that's what our governor is doing there in Washington last week. 
we'll see how it works out because the Senate has to approve anything that's controlled by Republicans and then the president, President Trump, who she thumbed her nose at, is really going to have to uh, sign anything in the law and approve the money to be spent. So I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work out, but uh, we'll watch with interest how our governor affairs in this significant conversation going on right now on the border. You think she's maybe stuck between the party's progressive values and what really needs to be done? I'm absolutely sure there. She has, has decided early on that she would side with the national party at the expense of families in New Mexico. So families in New Mexico are being overwhelmed, services are being cut for people who are citizens here, people who pay taxes. For instance, the livestock show at uh, at the state fairgrounds, a piece of that has been canceled. So 4-H kids who for years have, have come in and, and gone to a horse show there on the state fairgrounds, that was canceled and locations changed because it's the state fairgrounds are filled with illegals who are seeking asylum. Again, if you're seeking asylum, the law is much more specific than coming here, crossing the border illegally, and then giving yourself up, which is what's happening now. But it's a real mess at our border, and our border communities are suffering every day because of it. I understand the president had an idea where asylum seekers would request asylum through the American embassy in their own country before they made the trek up to the United States. Well, that's what the law states. If you're going to seek asylum, you're supposed to leave the danger area, and then at the first safe point, you're supposed to then present yourself to one of our embassies and say you'd like asylum, and then you're processed there. Instead, they're coming all the way through Mexico, which is the first safe spot, and presenting themselves at the border, crossing uh, illegally, and then giving themselves up. They are being encouraged and funneled here through the traffickers, the cartels, are making more money transporting people now than the illegal drugs. And so this is a huge cash opportunity for them to exploit our laws and to take advantage of the taxpayers of this country. Are we going to find we're spending more money on asylum seekers than it would have cost to build the wall, the $5 billion the president wanted? We're going to spend much more. As the congressman, we undertook a study to figure out how much it was costing per day per person and the cost to educate, provide health care, everything else to people that were detaining is usually in the neighborhood of $700 a day for housing and for the other services that are provided. And so the Trump administration is saying, let's secure the border. Let's stop that flow and it'll be better on the taxpayers. You may recall during the presidential election, even Hillary Clinton is on record as saying that uh, she would be for a barrier where it was needed. But for some reason now, they're not. Look, I voted uh, uh, numerous times when I was a senator to spend money to build a, uh, a barrier to try to prevent um, illegal immigrants from coming in. Um, and I do think you have to control your borders. The Democrat National Party has changed their position, and so that's the reason she'd feel comfortable saying at one point, and now then the, the party line is somewhat different. Inside New Mexico will continue right here on your local New Mexico radio station with Congressman Steve Pierce, now chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico. National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. 
Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil slash employers to learn more. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico with Congressman Steve Pierce, our chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico. And, Congressman, I understand a judge has blocked President Trump from building a section of the border wall. Please tell us what's going on. Well, it's uh, a piece of the wall that uh, was going to be here in New Mexico, uh, 46 miles in New Mexico and another five miles in the Yuma, Arizona area. Federal U.S. District Judge Haywood Gilliam, Jr., an Obama appointee, he's uh, in the U.S. District Court in Northern California. He issued a ruling late last week which prevents the beginning of two of the highest priority projects. In other words, the projects are determined to be high priority where the flow of illegals is the greatest. So this judge blocked Trump from building these two key sections of the wall. Now, he stated that the challengers were likely to prevail at trial on their arguments, that the president was wrongfully ignoring Congress's wishes by diverting Defense Department money. This ruling does, by contrast, give a green light, at least for now, for the administration to tap the Treasury funds. So that's where we stand at the moment. Now, last week, the Southwest Valley Constructors of Albuquerque, New Mexico, won a $646 million award to replace 63 miles in the Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona sector. And Gilliam did not stop that. So Trump has pledged to file an expedited appeal of the ruling. You'll recall that Congress set aside $1.375 billion last year to extend barriers in, in the Texas Rio Grande Valley. That's the busiest corridor for crossings. So again, the courts will end up making rulings as Trump files his complaint and his appeal. But meanwhile, we have dueling stories on the border. There's an, a private group that went online and said, we'll take donations and we'll build the wall with those donations. It's called We Build the Wall. And about 260,000 contributors put almost $20 million into that fund. And so they have built the first ever private wall in New Mexico. Uh, it's 18 foot high and uh, it uh, basically starts at the Rio Grande and goes up along Mount Cristo Rey, which is, is very visible as you drive from from Las Cruces into El Paso. If you go around the southern edge of the mountain, you'll find that view there. And so that's a very, very rough area, and one in which the Border Patrol had consistently said that, that it was just a magnet for illegal traffic to cross there. As many as 100 a night were going through that gap in the wall that, that did exist in that area. So that has, has now been sealed off. The contractors say that the wall was built cheaper and more quickly than what the federal government can do. So it's it's interesting that this issue comes up, Derek, as we look at how to secure our border. I think if this method of private people committed private funds to build on private lands proves effective, then it's going to happen even more places which will increase the pressure on the public lands to have some secure measure there. So, again, New Mexico in in the front of the news, both in the story of the judge blocking President Trump's wall, 
and then in the story of this private group building the wall here. So again, the the pressure on our border communities continues to be a big problem. I want to clarify for our listeners to the stance of the Republican Party of New Mexico. Although you know, we talk about building the wall and and the, the parties for that, but you're also for legal immigration. You know we need people to come in and work. Absolutely. That's always been my position through 14 years in Congress. Fix the legal immigration system because it's broken. Secure the border to where uh, people cross into the country legally. And then we don't have the problems with people working for cash, people working without the protections of OSHA. That's what happens when you get illegal immigration. They generally work off the grid. Underground economy, yeah. Yeah, underground the underground economy. economy, and they eat away at the wage base for some of the lower-income families because they are working for cash in these entry-level jobs. So it's it's a penalty for New Mexico and New Mexico's working families, uh, actually, when we have this unrestrained immigration that we're finding right now. I just wanted to clarify that because we talk about the wall every week, but it doesn't mean that... Uh, the Republicans don't want people to come in. They just want the good people to come in. Yeah, that's right. We don't want uh, people with uh, criminal backgrounds. We don't want child predators. We don't want uh, people who abuse their wives. We don't want drug dealers. We don't want people with diseases. We're seeing in the news every day more outbreaks of things which had been completely controlled in the U.S. for decades. Young mothers now are worried more about the health of their kids because uh, we're getting traffic across the border that have not been screened medically, which is supposed to happen during legal immigration. But with the illegal flood that is coming here, there's no way to check them. So I understand there is some secrecy in the state of New Mexico. What's going on there? Well, Derek, this is in contrast. You know, Trump is, is now that the Mueller report is over. He's okaying for a big section of the documents that dealt with that investigation to be declassified. And uh, that's in contrast to what happened where uh, it looks like the state of New Mexico paid about $1.7 million of taxpayer money to state employees. Several of them were New Mexico state police officers who had filed complaints against the police chief. The state's risk management office settled the claims, but it appears that they might not have gone through the full investigative process. So KRQE has been leading this report, and we're simply saying, as the party of the GOP of New Mexico, that we need to have full transparency. I'm calling on the current governor to make sure that anything her administration does falls within this issue of transparency that is fully open. Republican State Senator Sander Rue said, uh, this is public money. The way this thing is structured now leaves itself open to abuse by government officials who use this process essentially to pay off people. And so that's the reason that it's such a big issue. And I think Santa Rue has taken the lead there for several years opposing these sorts of payoffs. So we'll see where that all goes. But uh, appreciate you bringing it up, Derek. Sure, and I appreciate you telling us about it. We will have more with Congressman Steve Pierce, now the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico. This is Inside New Mexico. I thank you for tuning in. We'll be right back with more. 
Attention, New Mexico veterans. If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veteran Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387. We are back on Inside New Mexico with Congressman Steve Pierce, who is the chairman of our Republican Party in New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and we are talking with the congressman about issues of the day from a conservative viewpoint. And, uh, Congressman, I understand Philadelphia set a soda tax that uh, didn't work out too well. It's important to talk about that, even though that's not New Mexico. You will recall that Santa Fe was going to implement one of these soda taxes. Yes in order to raise revenue, and they didn't because Democrats in Santa Fe banded together and voted against it, and and it lost heartily. But in Philadelphia, this is by a story that's carried on the Daily Wire, Uh, it actually has led to Philadelphia residents traveling outside the city to buy their soda. And when they get out there to buy the soda, then they're probably buying the rest of their groceries out there, too, because you're not going to just drive to one place and get soda and then go back uh, and out of loyalty and shop inside the, the city for your, your groceries. And so what's happened is that the city's revenue has decreased. It has led to layoffs in the local beverage industry and cut hours for employees at small markets. Uh, it did not lead to an increase in healthier beverage purchases in the city. So the sales slumping because of Philadelphia's new sweetened beverage tax. Pepsi said Wednesday that it will lay off 80 to 100 workers at three distribution plants that serve the city. The owner of Ackley Markets, who has 16 stores in Philadelphia, had to cut employees' hours because of the tax. The beverage tax fell on about 4,000 items. Soda sales dropped as much as 80%. Now, what we're discussing here is a truth in politics that what you tax more of, you get less of. So you tax more soda sales, then you're going to get less soda sales. And that's a lesson that our state government should be learning because our state land office is very critical of the energy industry and is suggesting that we need a four-year ban on fracking. Our governor has also voiced such kind of radical statements. And if they either regulate or begin to tax more of oil and gas, we're going to get less of it. Now, that's coming at a time when the state land office has collected almost a billion dollars from lease royalties and other payments just in fiscal year 2018. That's almost a 30% increase from fiscal year 17 and the highest amount ever recorded, about 93% of the revenue. So more than $9 out of every 10 is coming from lease sales and royalties on oil and gas operations. That's just reflecting the unprecedented boom that's underway on New Mexico's east side in the Permian Basin counties of Lee, Eddy, and Chavez. And so if you've been watching the state of New Mexico's fiscal health, this would not come as a surprise. But it is evidently coming as a surprise to our state land commissioner and our governor, who both have issued statements that make people very uncertain about how much they should invest in New Mexico. So according to the state land commissioner, She's saying that the oil and gas boom in the Permian Basin is a big part of the record revenue flowing in. Garcia Richard told the journal, the Permian is the best producing basin in North America and possibly the world, especially in two key formations in New Mexico, the Wolf Camp and the Bone Springs. 
they're incredibly lucrative. Now, the USGS has just completed a study about that wolf count, and they're saying that it is the fourth largest basin in the entire world. So that's what we're sitting on here in New Mexico, and yet it's also under Texas. So if the New Mexico government makes too many noises, then the drillers will simply move across the state line into Texas. That's already happening in Colorado, where the state government and the governor have just literally attacked the oil and gas industry. So the drillers there are leaving Colorado and moving into Wyoming and making their investments. So people in government don't always understand this truism that Philadelphia has learned. What you tax more of, you get less of. Uh, And uh, we can see it in nations. Venezuela has by far the world's largest reserve of oil, and yet they're in dire straits. Uh, People are starving. People are having to leave the country because the government is taxing more and more of the production. So the people who make oil and gas, they simply go to other countries and uh, use the resources somewhere else. And so if New Mexico thinks that maybe they're immune to this truism in politics, that they can do anything and say anything and that the industry will be here, they should look very closely at what's going on in, in Venezuela to understand that it could happen here too. So even with all of these tremendous resources as the government, uh, this administration could be successful in shutting that down. Now, the largest losers, if they make statements that cause the oil and gas industry to leave here, the largest loser is going to be by far the public schools. Eighty-five percent of the funds that are used each year go to schools, and so that's almost nine out of every ten dollars that comes from the state land fund and, and is generated by the royalties is going to go to our schools. I continue to be completely perplexed at when the Democrats are criticizing the industry. Again, I think that it is our governor's tendency to nationalize the argument, that is, to align with our national party's platforms, and she's doing that at the expense of families. So the Republicans in New Mexico are trying to speak up for the families, saying, look, people need jobs. Yes, we need the balance of protecting the environment, but we also need the balance of providing jobs for hardworking families. So that's what's happening in Philadelphia, and then it gives us the backdrop to discuss what's happening here in New Mexico. So basic economics, uh, if I have a small business that makes widgets and the state of New Mexico puts a huge tax on widgets to the point where nobody's buying them, then I'm probably going to go to another state and make my widgets where I can make a profit. So That's actually uh, absolutely what's happening, uh, Derek, and I appreciate the conversation. All right. Now, we have some criminal charges that were dropped against a public official here in New Mexico. Please tell us about that. Well, the Albuquerque Journal carried the article last week that uh, a state judge on Friday dismissed five of the eight criminal counts against Demisia Padilla. She was the, the former head of New Mexico's tax agency. The judge said that Hector Balderas' office had filed misdemeanor charges, filed charges against Demisia Padilla, which are normally misdemeanors, and the judge said that these are not supposed to be used as a weapon by prosecutors, so he released those now. She still has to undergo a trial for the other three charges. But uh, Hector Balderas, once again, is caught kind of grandstanding in a job where he's supposed to be the ultimate unbiased public official. And so we'll see where the trials take us. But it's interesting that the judge found reason to dismiss five of those charges. So uh, we'll watch with interest as the trial moves forward. But again, uh, Hector Balderas should really tighten up his game plan quite a bit.
We are talking with Congressman Steve Pierce, who is the chairman now of our Republican Party of New Mexico. And we have a lot of people that listen to this program who are not necessarily Republicans. They may be independents or Democrats or whatever they may be. And if they're interested in what you're talking about and say, hey, this guy's making sense and want to get more involved, how would somebody do that? Sure, just uh, take a look on Facebook at Republican Party of New Mexico. You can follow us on Twitter at New Mexico GOP, or you can call us uh, 505-298-3662. Check us out online, newmexico.gop. So a lot of ways to uh, look at it, but we urge people to get involved. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, or Independent. Right now, people are looking for the issues. They're looking for who speaks their truth and their heart. So take a look at the New Mexico GOP. Derek, I really appreciate the great show today. I look forward to many more. And uh, again, happy Memorial Day to all of those uh, who serve. All right. And thanks to the radio stations around New Mexico who carry this program for free. We appreciate that. And we look forward to talking with uh, Congressman Steve Pierce again next week right here on Inside New Mexico. Inside New Mexico.